Good evening everyone, John Day here with the Weekday Bugle, and today we have a very top, um, interesting topic um, that may um, in, that may interest you folks that are pro above the age of 60, maybe. Um, so, the Department of, Justice, Department of Justice just charged five individuals for spying on U.S. residents for China due to pro-democracy views. Yes, we have... Um, we have red spies here in America, working for the Chinese. Without it, this is crazy, and I, th this is not the least, the last thing I expected. I expected this full, full, full on. You know, Trump tried to ban um Huawei, um Huawei or whatever the company was called, the phone company of that China, that um China owns, and they were accused that Trump had accused them of um implanting software in there that would spy on Americans for the CCP. And he tried to ban TikTok. Yep, I'm sure y'all remember that, but it never had. I don't think it ever happened because it's still it, it's been on the App Store for a long time. Anyway, the U.S. Justice Department has charged five individuals working on behalf of the People People's Republic of China, secret police for har targeting, harassing, and spying on Chinese nationals living in the United States for their pro-democracy views. DOJ arrested co-conspirators uh, Fan Frank Louis and Matthew Zybrus on Tuesday, and Xu Jun Wang on Wednesday, Eastern District of New York. Two other defendants, including Kuiming Lin, Quang Jason's son, remain at large, according to the DOJ. The victims were targeted because of their pro-democracy views. The U.S. Attorney Brian Peace said during a Wednesday press briefing, Defendants are accused of conspiring to act as agents of the PRC government. The five defendants are accused of threatening and spying on Chinese officials in the United States who oppressed opposition to the Communist Party, to the Chinese Communist Party, in an effort to help Chinese officials target them for arrest, DOJ officials said. In one case, Lin attempted to derail the U.S. congressional campaign of a U.S. military veteran who was a student teacher in the pro-democracy Tiananmen Square protest in China in 1989, which you all probably remember, Tank Man, which no one ever knows the name of the guy. No one knows what happened to him either. Lin threatened to attack the candidate, among other crimes, um, in order to prevent his election to Congress, according to Peace. In another case, Wang posted as a well-known author and actress based in Queens, New York, but abused his, his position and gave information to the CCP. In the third case, three defendants, including Lu, Zi, Bruce, and Sun, attempted to spy on and destroy the artwork of a Chinese national based in Los Angeles, California. The victim's artwork was critical of the Chinese government. The FBI is currently investigating the three cases. Authoritarian states around the world feel emboldened to reach beyond their borders to intimidate or and or exact reprisals against individuals who dare to speak out against oppression and corruption. Assistant Attorney General of the, of, the, of the National Security Division, Matthew Olson, said Wednesday. Defendants face multiple charges, including conspiring to act as agents of the PRC government to commit interstate harassment and to bribe a public official. Charges hold maximum sentence of five years, according to DOJ officials. 
The charges come after the Biden administration announced in February that it would be ending the DOJ's China Initiative Program that it was that was aimed at preventing spying by the Chinese Communist Party and launching a new broader approach. The China Initiative, which started in 2018 under the Trump administration to protect U.S. national security against Chinese spying on U.S. intellectual property and in academia. In its place, the administration implemented a, a new strategy for countering nation-state threats. Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson said Wednesday's arrests are an example of the new strategy, noting that the DOJ has since brought cases against Belarusians, Iranian, and Russian agents. Olson said there has been also an alarming rise in, uh, for, in cases of foreign agents from China, Iran, Russia, and other countries spying on and threatening dissonant voices within the United States. So, in theory, yes, the red, the red, the red scare is back, and it's on a whole new level. And it's not just the Reds either. You got the Russians. They're the Russians are back, just spying on us again. The Iranians are probably on to a certain extent too. And President um, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky had addressed Congress today in a video in a, in a um, video call with Congress today. And once again, his pleas for help um, to send MIGs or do a no-fly zone were once again rejected again. But Biden announced $800 million in aid for Ukraine, for military aid. And they said, and the White House still stands firm on the opposition to no-fly zone, despite Zelensky's pleas. You know, think about it. Zelensky's been repeatedly begging NATO and and us for a no-fly zone and Biden still says no despite them saying that they're wholly dedicated to Ukraine to their defense it's ridiculous and they still say no though they said he was Zelensky was passionate and powerful it's ridiculous Law enforcement agencies donate tactical gear to Ukraine. That's very interesting. It will stop certain rounds that obviously protect you from, you know, headshots and falling debris and some of the things that we're seeing on TV. U.S. sends another $1 billion in defensive aid to Ukraine. State Department breaks down on what's included. Russian airstrike hits Ukrainian theaters, sheltering hundreds of people. Biden said Putin is a war criminal. Now look, if you guys watch the video, um, he originally said no when asked by Fox News reporter um, Jacqui Heinrich if he considers Putin a war criminal. But circled back about 30 seconds later said, and said, did you ask me whether, whether I would call? Oh, I, I think he is a war criminal. Now... If, now, what's the answer, Joe? Is it yes or no? It's like, come on, man. Make up your mind, buddy. Just don't circle. Don't just circle back. Stick with one answer, okay? Former Miss Ukraine on fleeing her homeland. This is a true humanitarian catastrophe. It's true. White House won't allow for transfer of MiG fighter jets to Ukraine. Now, why are they so staunchly opposed to this, anyway? We've already been sending weapons, defense systems, missiles... Money, ammunition. We've been sending them all kinds of things. But the one thing they won't do is a no-fly zone. And 
No MIGs. It's like, this is a stupid, this is the biggest load of BS I've ever heard of. It's ridiculous. I mean, we're sending them a all the aid we can send, but then yet we're not doing it to the fullest of our extent of what we can do. We can be giving them MIGs, and then the State Department makes up some, and the Defense Department makes up some bullcrap statistics saying that the sending MIGs won't help, and saying that MIGs won't do anything um, um, significant to help fight the Russians. I'm like, really? These are operational jets that, that are way far better than what the Ukrainians already have. I know they're still old Soviet jets, but the ones they have right now are even older than MIGs. And this is ridiculous. And they said that the state, and they, and they make, make up some crap saying that it's not going to help. Saying it's not going to do much. And I'm like, really? I'm like, it'll at least relieve their situation a bit. So they denied doing that, and they won't even do a no-fly zone. Now, doing a no-fly zone would, yeah, yes, it would have us try to, and it would have NATO try to enforce the, the no-fly zone by pushing Russian fighter jets out. But look, we know it. We know that this is escalatory. We already know that. But this is all. It's already too late. We're already waging a proxy war against Russia by giving the Ukrainians military aid and foreign aid. Not to mention, we're giving them massive amounts of foreign aid and military aid. It's like, what more can we do? It's like, and they think, what more can we do, right? And what I think, yeah, we could do the no-fly zone. Zelensky has been begging for this for weeks now. No-fly zone, please, no-fly zone. He's been begging NATO. And it's like, when is NATO, how many more people have to die until NATO realizes what they have to do? And I don't think NATO, get, I don't think NATO understands it. I don't think they get it. They keep saying, oh, it's a tragedy, a human, it's a, it's genocide, it's a human, it's a humanitarian catastrophe, it's tragedy, and so many people have died, and they keep begging, they, and they, it's pathetic, they're sitting there begging Russia, and sending direct messages to Putin, and all his cronies, and Lavrov, saying that y'all need, please, please, for the sake of humanity, stop doing what you're doing, look, they've done it already, look, they made the decision, they're invading Ukraine, they're not gonna stop. There's nothing we can do to stop them except directly intervene in the conflict. And that's te technically, that's what we're doing, is by sending them aid. But it's not enough. And it's not stopping the Russians, and they're not showing any signs of, doing, of, of quitting. And I know for a fact that Putin will not stop. He will keep pushing on until he gets until he eats all of Ukraine up. And he doesn't care if there's going to be a resistance, because he's, he, he's, he's so arrogant, that he th and he thinks that he's going to... He's so stubborn, he thinks he can put it down with all his might. So he thinks he's that powerful to where he could put down the resistance. If there and there is going to be a resistance, trust my mark my words. But Vladimir Putin will not stop, and all this beg, all this pathetic begging from NATO and us, it's not going to stop anything. Putin doesn't want to. Putin will not um, take our words kindly either. Of course, obviously, because he cannot stand the West. But we need to quit begging Russia to quit invading. When you quit doing that, and we need to wake up and be serious and be and be and act like adults here, and you know we're sending foreign aid. That's great. That's a, that's amazing. We're sending them money, ammo, weapons, defense systems like missiles and Patriot systems, and we've been sending them javelins and, and strikers. We've been sending them all kinds of good stuff. We've been sending them all kinds of goodies, but we're sending them goodie bags. But we're, but then we cancel their Christmas presents, which they want MIGs. 
and we quit the biggest. We quit, we quit the biggest. We we just said we're not going to give them their biggest Christmas present yet. The No Fly Zone, and then the Migs, second on the list. And Biden said no. I mean, I'm at least glad that Anthony Blinken and Jake Sullivan actually tried to convince Joe to do the No Fly to do to at least consider doing um giving them the Migs. But Biden signed off. He said no. He said it won't. It, it'll be escalating us into World War Three. We do not need that. And it's like, dude, but you're, the Russians already know we're giving them every, all this military aid and money. It's like, and it's like the Russians already think we're escalating the situation in their eyes. Anyway, we're escalating things. It's like in Putin's mind, we're already in the war. So it's all. It, it's in Putin's mind, we're already in the war. It's just we're not directly involved with our military. But something needs to happen. I don't know what. As much as I don't want us to go to war, I really don't see any other way this is going to stop. Because as of right now, we're just sending um, our aid. This is kind of this is far different than Afghanistan. We're not fighting terrorists anymore. This is an actual country with a military, the largest in the the largest nuclear arsenal on the planet, and one of the largest militaries and one of the largest and most savage militaries on the planet. But. Maybe they're not so savage because the Ukrainians are tiny. The Ukrainians, they got a small, tiny army, but they're doing great because they got they got they got high morale, they got courage, and they've got they, they're really stern in about their country. They love their country. They love their country. That's what they want. They want to. They want nothing more than to live free from Russia. That's all they want. Now I don't know about the Eastern Ukrainians who. Seemingly, who seemingly let the Russians crawl in there because you know they're almost like 90 70 percent speak Russian over in eastern Ukraine, and the southern region of Crimea already has been annexed or at least refunded them anyway. At least that's what the Russians want to tell you. At least that's what some of the Russians will tell you is that um, Crimea overwhelmingly voted to join Russia, and that Ukraine and and that the capital of Kiev has been abusing Crimea for decades. And they were illegally given to the to the Ukrainians, and that Crimea was illegally transferred to Ukraine. For the Soviet Union um, transferred the um, the peninsula of Crimea to the Ukrainian SFSR, to the Ukrainian SSR, or whatever it's called, the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic. So yeah, Moscow gave it to them. Moscow um, gave. Um, Crimea to the Ukrainians against their will, against the will of the Crimeans. They didn't want to be in Ukraine, and ever since they've been, ever since then they've been trying to. Um, they repeatedly tried to succeed from Ukraine, but with no luck because you, because Kiev kept abusing them and didn't give them any kind of didn't give them hardly any aid. They didn't really in the Crimea. So the from the Russian narrative, the Crimeans were being held prisoner by Kiev by by the Kiev government, in their eyes anyway, but. Many say you, if you travel to Crimea, you will see a lot of people are enthusiastic to be part of Russia because they don't want to be part of Ukraine. So they willing, so allegedly they willingly succeeded, but Putin later admitted that he did send little his little green men into Crimea, but they said it was with the cons- with the consent of the Crimean government because they wanted Putin to come in there and um and annex them. They wanted to be part of Russia because most of them spoke Russian and had a Russian culture. They were sep- they claimed they were totally separate from um, Ukraine. They even had their own government at one point. 
So they seceded from Ukraine successfully and made it and wanted to be annexed. So they got it what they wanted. And they like it, apparently. But in Eastern, you know, the Russian government claims that, that the Ukrainians were committing genocide in the Donbass region, which is complete BS. But apparently there are Eastern Ukrainians um, in the Donbass region who apparently, who some of them let Russia roll in. And some of them were fighting with the Russians. Some of the um, Donbass Ukrainians are fighting with the Russians, apparently, based off of what some things that I've read. And so, yes, there may be Russian sympathizers in Ukraine, and it might be true. But, but there's a but most Ukrainians want to fight against the Russians. Most of them want to get, get, kick them out. But it's terrifying situation. It's a terrifying situation that's going on. White House says there is not there is not a difference between a no-fly zone and a humanitarian no-fly zone. I'm not sure if I could tell the difference either, unless I could try and guess and maybe say that a humanitarian no-fly zone will be like, you know, if not the mil not the military, but the letting the you know airplanes fly fly civilians in and out or fly them out of there. We don't need them flying in there. During emotional speech, despite his emotional speech, it is unclear if Zelensky moved the needle on fighter jets or the no-fly zone. But no. He, he, he's been begging the whole time, but Biden keeps telling him no and saying, we can't do that, I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ukraine, I saw this coming. Ukrainian parliament member calls Putin the Hitler of the 21st century. That's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy because... I, I saw this coming. People have been actually comparing Putin to Hitler in a lot of ways. Not in the way that he, you know, geno and genocide, at least not until now anyway, when he, when he started, when he started, when he's, now he's shifted from, you know, attacking Ukrainian military infrastructure. Now he's attacking civilian infrastructure and killing civilians on purpose. Even which, even which, what, which is exactly what happened to those two Fox News journalists that I told you about and the, and they almost killed Benjamin Hall, but he's alive, thankfully. And that New York Times journalist. It's ridiculous. Putin will be held accountable. And they will burn. They will burn. After They will swing, too, after this. If, if we succeed, and, there's, and if World War III breaks out, if we ever do push into the, in, into Moscow and get into the Kremlin, we're gonna get this guy. But I guarantee you, he's gonna go. He, he's gonna go hide like a coward, and he's gonna go hide in Siberia. And trust me, I don't think NATO's gonna have the will to go breaking breaking that far into Russia and going to Siberia to go hunt down Putin, unless there's gonna be like private mercenaries that want to go get paid money to go find Putin and kill him, and you know have a bounty and you know publicly execute Putin. Speaking of which, I don't think I've told you guys, maybe I have in the description of my last episode, but Russian State TV has been, has been debating on getting the government to um, actually do public hangings of innocent Ukrainians and Ukrainian government officials. They want to hang them by the neck until dead in the middle of, cap in the middle of occupied Ukrainian towns and cities. In the square, they want to erect the gallows. 
and they want to hang people. That's crazy. I, you know, this is bar. This is insane. This is barbarism on a crazy level. This is this is insane. It's just ridiculous. It's saddening and it's ridiculous. And thankfully, as far as we know, it had that has not taken place yet. But they're but it's it's extremely chilling to hear that they're actually debating on hanging innocent civilians. That's crazy. And speaking of which, um, the Russians just captured a third Ukrainian mayor. They captured a third guy. They captured a third mayor. Like a, and guess what? They the first one they kidnapped. They already replaced him. They put another puppet regime um, in one of the um, Ukrainian cities that they captured. It's insane. They captured the mayor and their deputies. They captured them too. They're gone. The first guy that got replaced, no sign of him. He disappeared. Poof, gone. Putin send him to Gulag or kill him. It's crazy. And then they kidnapped two more of them and the deputies. The deputy mayors are gone, along with the mayor himself. And the, I think the deputy was female for one of them. I'm not sure, but it's absolutely ridiculous. About, and the barbarism that they want to display by hanging people? This is barbarism on a whole new level. It's, just, it's ridiculous. And then the bombings of innocent women and children, even babies. There was a pregnant woman who was hurt and when, she, when this maternity hospital was bombed by the Russians. And, they, and she was injured. And she was a pregnant woman. She was about to give birth to a child. They carried her out of the hospital on a stretcher. And they both died. Both of them. The woman died and her unborn child dead. Never lived to see the world. All because of the arrogance of Vladimir Putin and his and his crate and the insanity of all the yes men in the Kremlin. In Moscow. Because of their arrogance and their insanity, these people are dying. And NATO is doing nothing and NATO was doing almost nothing about it. What they were in they're, they're saying, well, we can't do anything. We, 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 we are going to escalate. We don't want to escalate war. We do not want nuclear war. And it's like, it's like, so Putin's threatening us with nuclear war. What are we going to do? What are we supposed to do? Well, let me tell you something. How about we get, how about we threaten them with nuclear war? I mean, the United States, I mean, the, the security, gen, the, I mean, the, sir, the Sergeant General, um, it, at the at the secretary general in the at the UN that um whatever his name was what was it Arroyes Torres I don't know some Spanish guy nice guy but he's saying we must push for peace and diplomacy I love that I love peace and diplomacy but that was exhausted like almost a month ago that was exhausted like a month or so ago we 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 they've already diverged from diplomacy there's no way. The Ukrainians and the Russians are trying to do diplomacy, but it ain't working so good. Because I think Russia has, um, Russia has long stepped out of diplomacy. They've been wait, they've turned into warmongers, and they've now and they went from warmongers to war criminals. Now they're out there exi- now they're out there killing civilians, raping women, and killing babies. They've turned into into a, into an army of savages, a h- army of horde. It's a bunch of hordes. Of soldiers coming to destroy. It's a whole wall. Imagine that. It's a whole wall of death. With artillery. Tanks. Airplanes. 
and even the Navy and the Marines in the sea, which had a mutiny. But despite how devastating this looks, there's a lot of there, there was a mutiny going on in the Russian Navy, which when they were about to storm Odessa, but they turned back because there was a mutiny going on, a rebellion of young officers who didn't want to, young officers and soldiers who didn't want to assault the beaches of Odessa. They said, "Why are we invading the our fellow Ukra- our neighboring Ukrainians? This doesn't make any sense." So they turned back. So when they so that ruined Vladimir Putin's plan to storm Odessa, but they're still they still have Maripol under siege, and if that was captured. If they get ca- if that city gets captured, that would link up the Russian rebels. That would link up the um, Russian-backed separatists in the east. That'd link them up to Crimea, and then they'd be able to cut off um, supplies from that to that chain. And then if they capture Odessa, then they would finally cut off all supply chains to Ukraine. They would cut. They would effectively cut off the sea routes to get to Ukraine. They would cut it off and do a blockade. And then there would be almost no way we could give them help anymore. There's no way we could help them if that happened, because we can't because we can't fly in there. Because if we fly in there and give them, and uh, do an airlift, then we're going to get shot down by the Russians and we're going to have to shoot back, and that cause a war. And that's what Biden's scared of. But you know, if all else, you know, if, if they capture these two port cities, then we're screwed because we can't. Then they're screwed too because we can't give the Ukrainian supplies to defend themselves. And I don't think the Poles are going to be going across the border to go give them supplies. Because, you know, eastern Ukraine has been, 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 had, literally was walked over by Putin. And now he's going in, the, go, going in the middle of Ukraine and they're getting heavily bombed. The south is almost, the south is pretty much completely captured and occupied. And the west, they're starting to face increasing fire from artillery and missiles. So they're starting to feel, feel a barrage too. And you know that 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 New York Times journalist Brett Bernard got killed ten miles almost ten miles away from the Polish border. That's close. The next literally you could walk that distance pretty much. You, you could go jog. You could walk that distance. That would take probably like two maybe three hours. But you know you could walk there. That's crazy. Ten miles actually no maybe even less than that. That's crazy. You know, guys, this situation is getting worse by, by 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 the week, maybe even a day. But this is good. I never thought it'd get this crazy, man. The Russians have captured almost all of southern Ukraine, almost all of it. Kherson is captured. Kherson's captured. Poof, under Russian control. And I think that I think that's actually one of the mayors that that that's actually the town that they abducted a mayor in. I'm not sure if that's the one they replaced to. I think I know Medi. I'm, I know Medipol or whatever you how you however you say it. They got captured. They captured that mirror. I think that's the one they actually replaced with. They replaced her. They replaced him with a Russian puppet. That's crazy. So they've already begun toppling local governments in, inside of Ukraine. They've already been toppling the governments of the cities and stuff. So now they're trying. They're still trying to capture Kiev, and they're still the Russian forces are still on the outside of the city. I haven't called any word about the convoy. Now I think I think they're still attacking, but I think there you know there was been images and the like um there's been um satellite imagery going on of like battle there's been like film footage going on about bat of battles between tanks and all that stuff and soldiers going on like they've caught image they caught videos of like Russian tanks shoot shooting at buildings and stuff and crazy so it's insane it's crazy 
even shooting at civilians trying to get away. A bus full of people trying to escape Ukraine, trying to escape Kyiv. They got, they got fired on by a Russian tank. They shot a tank full of refugees trying to get away. Full of innocent people. Gone. They're dead. And what is Biden going to do? And what's Biden doing about it? He's sending foreign aid and military aid. That's all he's given. He ain't gonna, he, he, I mean, when is NATO going to step up to, their, to, to what they're supposed to do? This is what NATO was designed for, was to fend off Russia. They got an army. You know, the Russians got an army, but we got an army too. NATO's got an army. We need to do something. Now, I know we can't do anything until they attack a NATO country. Now, what we could do is, the least we can do before doing military intervention is a no-fly zone and give them MiGs. That's the best we can do. Um, uh, until we can do military intervention, which means they, that the Russians would have to touch NATO territory. If they do that, it's on. World War Three, Boom. And a lot of people have been saying, nuclear war. I'm not ruling that out. I mean, I would love to, but it's a terrifying prospect, and it's real. It can happen any moment. And now more than ever, we are close to nuclear war. We're literally, Vladimir Putin is, has the ability. And not many people do. Not many people do have that ability. But Putin almost has his finger about to touch that nuclear button. If the West does anything else, then he's probably ready to push that button. But we don't know if he's bluffing. You know, Richard Nixon did something similar called... The madman called the madman plan or something. I call it the madman plan. He said, and he um he did a bluff where he was bluffing with the Soviet Union, saying, you know, oh we're gonna launch nukes if you guys do anything stupid. And yeah, it's crazy, and you know, it's nuts. But. And then, of course, the Soviets figured out that Nixon was bluffing the whole time, so he was joking. In other words, he was joking. So, we don't know if Putin's bluffing, but the, he's got um, defection strategy. He, he's, got, he, he's got real good strategy to scare the West into not doing anything. And we need to do the same thing to him. We, that's what Biden needs to do. And I've said this multiple times, and I won't quit saying it. Biden needs to, stand, to get up, and he needs to criticize... He needs to, he's already criticized Putin. That's great, okay? But it's not enough. We need to say, we will launch, we have our own nuclear weapons, and we are not going to hesitate to use them if you continue to inflict harm upon the Ukrainian people. So, and Biden needs to do something, or he needs to at least put our nuclear forces on high alert. He needs to get, he needs to, he needs to get DEFCON 2 on, on the double, and we need to, we need to get our defense systems at the ready immediately. We need to get our cruise missiles ready. We need to get our nukes ready. We need to scare Putin and have him and show him proof that we're ready to launch our nukes if they do anything stupid. If they continue to harass, if they continue to not not harass, but if they continue to harm Ukraine, if they go any further than Ukraine, then we will launch nukes. That's what Biden needs to say. He needs to go ahead and bluff. He needs to go ahead and set up his own bluff, and he needs to bluff Putin. And try and get him in this, and trying to get try to get him to lower his hostility. That would work, because by as of right now Biden has got his hands up in the air while Putin's got the gun aimed at him. 
Putin's aiming, uh, um, Putin is aiming his gun at Uncle Sam, and we're not, and we don't have, and we've, and pretty much we've disarmed ourselves. We're not. We're just saying, we love Ukraine. We'll help you. We'll give you money. We'll give you weapons. We'll give you defensive systems, but we're not going to come in there and help you with our military, or we're not going to threaten Russia, except with sanctions. It's ridiculous. It's just another little total BS. Every time Biden speaks, we're not going to do a no-fly zone. We're not going to give the MiGs because we don't want to risk a war with Russia. That's what we're doing. We're doing a proxy war. That's what it's called. That's what Reagan did with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan with the Soviets back in the 80s. It's, it's ridiculous, guys. You know, that's all we're doing is a proxy war. And Biden keeps saying, we don't want a war with Russia. Well, guess what? We're already doing one. It's a proxy war. Not directly, but we're directly aiding the Ukrainians. Not with military, but with military aid. You know, we're not giving them, like, we're not giving, we're not going in there with our army, but we're giving them some of our stuff. And many of our allies are doing the same. And that's wonderful. But someone needs to do something. We need to do no-fly zone, and we need to give them MiGs ASAP. They've been holding off for a while now. And it's the uh, 16th. It's 21 days, I believe, since they invaded. But we need to do something now. Anyway, this has been the Walk John Day with the Weekday Bugle. And y'all have a good night.